Today's episode is brought to you by Small Biz Social Society. Small Biz Social Society is a membership for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to stand out on social media that I created to help you gain visibility, increase your confidence, create more exciting content so that you can make an impact, have more fun on social media, and of course, make more money, honey. This membership is packed with value. There's a new training with yours truly every Every single month, we have master classes from guest experts every single month talking to us about online marketing and entrepreneurship. And we have an incredible community of badass entrepreneurs in this group that are rising up together. If you want to do great things on social media and in your business and in your life, this is the place for you. Enroll today at smallbizsocialsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 108. I am your girl, the hostess with the mostest, Brittany Crossan. Welcome to the show. If you've been here before, thank you so much for coming back. I love you so much. If you've never been here before, welcome to the party. And um, believe it or not, we talk about marketing and have fun. <laughs> I know, seems like an impossible thing to to have fun talking about, but it's true. <laughs> um, the focus of the show is social media marketing, um, social media in general, really, and navigating our businesses through the social media world. And um, I'm glad that you're here. It's a really special episode today because the one and only Libby Ward, who is the woman behind Diary of an Honest Mom on TikTok and Instagram, is here. As my guest, my chat with her is coming up in a few minutes. If you are a mom on TikTok, you certainly have seen her content. Um, And even over on Instagram as well, you probably follow her. She has over 400,000 followers when you combine the two. Um, Just, you know, just a few people. It's very impressive. And I was so stoked that she agreed to be on the show. She and I are social media friends, you know, just um, seeing each other's content, supporting each other from afar. And she agreed to come on and I had such a good chat with her. She was super honest, super open, just as you would imagine, because if you know her content, you know she is super honest and super open. Um, And it's cool because I personally – like connect with a lot of her content. Um, There's some really specific things that she's talked about in her content that I very deeply understand. And um, I've talked with her about that and just thanked her for sharing because whenever someone shares something on social media that you like really deeply connect with, especially when it's really specific and it's about life, like your life like that, um, it's really meaningful. And it's really cool to see someone – speak up, right? Um, that's, that's why, that's the only reason why I've ever talked about like my own mental health struggles with panic disorder and stuff like that is because 
when, when you're willing to speak up and then you do, you help so many people. And that's exactly what she does with her content. And it's absolutely fabulous. You're going to love my chat with Libby here in just a few minutes. But before we get to that, first things first, today, the day this episode comes out, Monday, November 15th, 2021 is moving day for my family and I. So as you're listening to this on November 15th, we are moving. Um, it's, it's the day the movers come to our house to take our furniture to the new home that we're moving to. Um, so we are going from the suburbs of Houston into the city of Houston. And in Houston, you call it inside the loop because um, the 610 loop is a freeway that literally makes a loop around the inner city of Houston. And if you're inside the loop, it's just like everybody knows what that means. You're like in the center of Houston, like in the city, city. And we have never lived in the city, city. We have only ever lived in suburbs and um, even kind of more small town living, actually, because Ryan and I both grew up in a um, small town near the coast in Texas called Lake Jackson. And um, hello to our Lake Jackson friends that listen to the show. And um and so that we were from there, both of us. And then ever since then, though, we've always lived in suburbs of Houston. And then for one year, we did live in Kentucky. We lived in a suburb of, I mean, pretty much a suburb kind of, of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio in, in northern Kentucky, Florence, Kentucky, um, which we loved living there back in 2015 for his work. It was really, really a great um, experience. But anyway, point being, we have never lived in the inner city of any city of any substantial size <laughs> ever, but I've always wanted to. And I just want to share this whole moving thing or some of it. I mean, we don't have time to get too far into it, but I want to share this because I hope that it inspires you to take action to do something that you've always wanted to do. So for me, I've always wanted to experience living in the city. Um, we are from this area uh, originally, you know, this part of Texas, and um, Houston is a fabulous city. So that's why we're moving to that city because we already live so close to Houston, and that's great. Um, but in general, I always wanted to experience city living. Um, I think it's just in me to crave the um, the excitement, the opportunity, the people, all the things that come along with city life. Um, and also I think growing up, you know, because I, we spent so much time, like we were in the small town growing up, right? Smallish town. Like when we were growing up, it probably had like 25,000 people or something um, or maybe 30. But then like all the time on weekends and stuff, we would drive to my grandparents' house in a different part of Texas, which was out in the country, a little town called McDade, Texas. So if you know where McDade is, message me on Instagram because that's fabulous. Um, what a small world. And they lived there. And so we were out in the country. And that was a huge chunk of my childhood was spent in rural areas. And um, I think that that also is why there's always been a curiosity in me to live the city life and in growing up wanting, you know, wanting to work in entertainment and, um, and all those things, it just makes sense. You, you usually end up, you know, in a big city. So anyway, so I've always dreamt of doing that. And so far there really hasn't been like the timing just hasn't been quite right. Like 
you know how it is with life. Things happen and you're just doing your thing. And like, especially you start having kids and life gets busy and then you, you just go through, you just go through all the stuff you go through. And basically we got into a position this year in 2021 where we could just choose to move and just do it just because I wanted to. And luckily my husband, Ryan loves the neighborhood, um, and is willing to the, the, (laughs) he, he likes the rural life more and I like city life more, but he, um, but he is willing to do this gladly because it's a fabulous neighborhood and it's beautiful and there's huge trees and there's interesting people and there's everything that you could imagine close by without it feeling concrete and city-ish, if that makes sense. Houston really has great options when it comes to that, like inner city neighborhoods that are that are lush and green and friendly and cute and great for raising kids. So luckily Ryan is on board. (laughs) And, um, when the market, the housing market, you know, we started realizing how well it was going for sellers around here. Um, and we had already decided, we knew we weren't going to stay in this house forever. We'd already decided this a while back, but we just didn't know when we would leave. We just kind of were like, well, we'll see what happens. Um, so this, this year I was like, well, houses are selling really well and pretty easily and pretty quickly. And, you know, maybe we should just go for it. (laughs) So we did. And, um, sure as shit, here we are (laughs) a couple months later about to be moving out. And, um, like I said, I wanted to share that to encourage you to just do something that you want to do. Just do the thing you want to do. Just do it. Like, I know it's easier said than done. I get it. In the past, it wasn't the right time to move into the city. It wasn't the right time. We, you know, you just kind of got to figure out where your life is and what you, what you can make happen um, and still, you know, maintain a generally happy, peaceful life. Right. And we've done what we needed to do up until now. It was like, now is finally the time that we could do that. You know, Ryan, um, if you know my story, you know that Ryan worked in industrial construction for like 20 something years, the whole time I've known him since he was 18. And finally last year in 2020, when he lost his job, we actually decided that, that we would be intentional about it and he would not go back to that kind of work and choose a, a different route, some kind of work that was more flexible. So we could like all be together more as a family. And that is exactly what we've done. And so with my work, um, my company, if you're not familiar, is called Fun Love Media. And so Fun Love Media is a small team of us. And we do a lot of social media management and social media content creation for clients. I think right now we have like 10 clients um, that we serve. Some of them are local to Houston. Some of them are afar. And But because it's my business and because it's technology-based, I can work from home. Everybody's remote. We don't go into an office. And um, I just have that more flexible life, you know? And so whenever Ryan joined me in this flexible life and then the housing market seemed to be so good, we were like, well, shit, we actually can just do this and just try it and see what happens. So right now, like I said, the day this episode comes out, the moving truck is moving our stuff from one house to the other. Um, We are going down, down, down in size, as you might imagine, going from the suburbs to the city. There is a... um, there is a um, difference when it comes to price perfect. And so we are staying um, in uh, in a place that, well, we're renting a place that's like 
we're losing 2,000 square feet essentially. So here in the suburbs, we have 3,500 square feet in this house. (laughs) And I know that seems crazy in some parts of the world, like it's a mansion or something, but it's pretty common out here to have a house this size. But in this house we're moving into the city is only 1,500 square feet. And so we're, it's kind of like the size of a three-bedroom apartment, really, because there's no extra space. Like there's no, there's not even an extra closet for storage. Okay. Like there's, <laughs> but it's a very cute older home that's been well taken care of. It's right in the neighborhood that we want, um, right smack dab in the middle of it and um, easy access to all the stuff we want. And so we're going to just go for it and see what happens. Um, I just think that too often we as humans don't look at the big picture enough. I am a big picture thinker. So <laughs> there's pros and cons to that. The cons to that are that it's like I'll be like, you know, trying to like imagine all of life and all of the meaning and all the deep shit all the time. And sometimes I need to like calm down um, and be like, okay, Brittany, take it one step at a time. We don't have to solve all the world's problems right now. So that's the, that's the negative side of being a, um, a big picture thinker. But the positive side is that it helps me to make decisions to um, take action and go for things and go make my dreams real life situations and make everything work out because I recognize that life and time, they're, they're very precious. And, um, why would we not just try? Why would we not just try to do the shit we want to do? Like, it's just, duh. So anyway, go out there and do something you really want to do. Even if it's something as big as a really big move and taking your whole family somewhere, just because you feel like it would be a, um, you know, better and more exciting life for, for you guys, which is what I feel like we are, um, what we're in for in this situation. So wish us luck, um, send us all the good vibes. Um, again, please let me know if you have advice for living in smaller spaces when you're not used to it, especially with two children. (laughs) If you live inside the loop in Houston, message me. Maybe we get together for some coffee or wine. And, um, I would love to chat with you. Okay. Um, All right. And then let's see. I'm looking at my list here. I have to have notes of what we're going to talk about here right now because I have so much on my mind. Oh, 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 this is an important one. I mentioned Fun Love Media, my company. So I wanted to share that we are starting to offer podcast production services, podcast production and marketing services for podcasters. I'm so excited about that. My um, podcast team and I have really have really turned my show into this really well-oiled machine is what I like to call it. And we have a groove and a flow and we've been doing it for a long time. Plus two of us are social media marketers. So like by profession. So the show has excellent social media marketing, um, this show that we do. And so because we've done such a good job at perfecting the whole thing, um, we're like, we cannot just keep this to ourselves. We have to offer this as a service to others that want po- want to do a podcast. I want to have a podcast because even though we've gotten so great at it, the bottom line is that it is a lot of work. There's a lot of stuff. If you really want to do it thoroughly and you want to do it quote unquote right, meaning, you know, putting your best foot forward, being super consistent, having an episode come out every single week without fail, making sure that you have marketing made for it, getting up on social media, you know, a video clip, an audiogram, all these things that you need to have and making sure all of that stuff happens on time week after week after week, right? It's, it's a lot. 
And usually people starting a podcast are business owners. That's pretty typical. It's not always, but it's pretty typical. Or maybe you're just in a busy career, but either way you're working. So you're like trying to work. Maybe you have family, live your life, and then you want to have this show and it's like, holy shit, it's a lot to do. I mean, it's it's um, it's um, a lot of steps and it's, it's something that we have really enjoyed, my team and I, doing this show and bringing it to you and we're so excited that we're going to be able to help other people do that. So definitely go to the website, go to funlovemedia.com to look at the information about the packages. And you can also always email Fun Love Media. So it's just funlovemedia8, the number eight, at gmail.com. So I'm excited about that. Yay. Podcasting for you, you future podcaster. And then finally, I wanted to make sure and remind you that the Black Friday sale is coming up for Small Biz Social Society. So my membership is called Small Biz Social Society. It is a membership for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to stand out on social media. It's an incredible group of people already in it. We are jo- we are welcoming new members over this holiday season. We have a Black Friday sale coming up very soon. Um, that is actually a really great deal. So you don't want to miss that and go ahead and get in and get access to all of the goodness that Small Business Social Society has to offer. It's so packed with value as far as like actual education, social media marketing trainings, business trainings from a guest speaker every single month. I mean, it's just packed, but the by far the best thing is being in this community of people together that so that you're not feeling so alone as a business owner marketing on social media. You know what I mean? Like it feels very lonely a lot of times. And that's what I hear above just about anything else. Whenever I ask members what they like about small business social society, it's the community. It's the people. Like they have, some of them have become good friends. Some of them have worked together, have done collaborations, have, have become each other's customers. And I always say we rise together And I mean that because when you have people that understand what it's like to be on social media for a business and to be doing these things, it, it just makes it all so much better. Makes your business better, makes your life better. So anyway, Black Friday sales coming up soon. Um, If you want to make sure you're staying in the know for that, here's what you need to do. Okay. If you're already on my email list, then you're golden. You're going to be the first to know about the Black Friday sale. But if you're not already on my email list, what you need to do right now is go to smallbizsocialsociety.com, okay? And then on there, you're going to see an image that says how to be an Instagram content machine. Click on that to get that free download, how to be an Instagram content machine. You're going to get that email to you right away. And then that puts you on the email list. So that way you're going to stay um, in the know, and you're going to be the first to know about the Black Friday sale. Okay, that's all I got for you in our little chat today. Thank you for listening. I really, above all else, hope that my story about moving and just saying, fuck it, we're just going to move into the city and go on this new adventure, I really hope that it inspires you to do something like that in your life and to stop waiting because you just never know about life and how long you have to live it. So you may as well just start living the hell out of it. Coming up next is my chat with. Libby Ward of Diary of an Honest Mom. (laughs) 
Today's guest is a 33-year-old wife and mom of two from Ontario, Canada. She's a content creator on TikTok and Instagram with a combined total of over 400,000 followers and loves to make people laugh and cry and think about the realness of motherhood. She is highly relatable and advocates for maternal mental health and self-care as a self-proclaimed Recovering perfectionist, I can relate to that. <laughs> she lives to normalize the messiness of life. And a fun fact, she lived in England for two years. I'm going to have to get the scoop on that. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, the woman behind Diary of an Honest Mom, Libby Ward. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on today. You're welcome. Thank you for saying yes. I'm stoked. Um, I've, I've been following you for a while. I don't even know how long it's been. We'll talk about, we're going to do like the timeline. I want to get all the scoop on your whole journey. But first, before we do that, what did you live in England for? Was it a work thing? A fun no, thing? it was a, I want to escape my life in Canada thing. And my boyfriend happened to live in England at the time thing. So he was leaving Canada and was like, I'm going back to England. Do you want to come? And I was like, okay. So I did. <laughs> and then I lived with his family and then we got married. So we got married in England. Um, and then lived there for another year before deciding that Canada was the place to be. So we moved back here, but yeah, two years. Oh, cool. I, and I got married young, like, uh, between the ages of 20 and 22, I lived in England. So, okay. Yeah. 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 I got um, married pretty young. I got married when I was 24. I feel like that's young these days yeah. or I, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I say these days. <laughs> Okay. Well, that is cool. I love that. You were just like, yep, let's go to England. All right. Let's move to the other side of the world. I love that. Um, very adventurous of you. Um, okay. So thank you. Thank you for being here. I know you are clearly a busy mama and, um, business owner and you got lots of cool stuff going on, which we're going to talk about like your new blog and all that in a little bit, but first I would love it if you don't mind just sharing with us, like how all of this diary of an honest mom came about, like what made you even want to start when did you start sharing content or creating content and sharing it? So I started at the beginning of the pandemic in March, 2020 with everybody else in our thirties. <laughs> I joined TikTok. So I worked as an educational assistant with children with special needs um, for the last like 10 years. And like two weeks before the pandemic, I remember they were talking about something called TikTok. And I just thought it was an app where like underage girls like danced and it was inappropriate. So I remember saying, you shouldn't be on TikTok. It is so unsafe for young people. You shouldn't be on that app. I didn't know what it was. Anyway, like a week into the pandemic, I was like, I got to check this TikTok thing out. And then I became addicted very quickly. So good. Like I just fell in love with the creativity on the app and you know, I realized there was people our age and there was like educational stuff and entertaining stuff. And I just fell in love with the authenticity of it yeah. and how real people were about so many aspects of life that I've never heard anyone on social media be real about before. And I've always been a huge fan of authenticity and connection. And that was like, oh my goodness, like these are my people. <laughs> so it probably only took like two weeks before I was like, I'm making a video because I was like human <laughs> deprived and creativity deprived. And like, I didn't think too much about it. I just started making videos about like my life and motherhood and being a hot mess and not having my life together. And people seemed to resonate. And it was like the first time in my life where I was like, oh, I can finally talk about like all these like messy things of life. And other people are like, yeah, me too. Instead of like feeling like there was something to be ashamed of. And that is cool. 
fell in love with that connection, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, it just sort of grew from there and I became a little bit more bold and a little bit more daring. And um, yeah, I started having viral videos and understood the roller coaster of what that is like. And yeah, so that's how I got started. What? Okay. So, okay. Rewind a little. So you don't have that. This is your first venture into being anything, doing anything public in front of people, create, creating videos, whatever. Right. Like, is this, yeah, was this no was plan. the beginning. No, there was no plan. It was just like, let's that's, have fun. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Okay. No, that's so cool like, though. I had never heard the word content creator. I'd never heard the word influencer. I had no idea what any of those things were. I was just like, let's make videos. And it wasn't until like, I don't know, six to eight months after that, that someone was like, you're an influencer. And I literally Googled, what is an influencer? (laughs) It's been like, and that was like a year and a half ago, like not that long ago. So it's been very, very fast. And that's, so that's the start of my TikTok. We can talk about Instagram later if you want. And, but yes, I do want to talk about that too, because that's a whole other um, deal, although it all goes to, goes together so beautifully. But you're right about TikTok being so much more real. I, I always kind of like, for someone that just doesn't know or needs an explanation of the difference, something really quick between that and Instagram, I'm like, well, Instagram in general is usually more polished. TikTok gives you that vibe, a little more raw vibe. Like, you know, it really does in general. It's not, everybody's not the same, obviously, but but you're right. That's, I think that's the success of TikTok in general. It's gotta be why people love it so much, because like you said, not only can you find like the variety of people are teaching things or they're dancing or whatever the hell you want to find, you can find it on TikTok, but yeah, people are real. And whenever I started seeing your stuff, um, I probably did the same as anybody else. I just went, Oh yeah, girl, me too. You know what I mean? And just like, it's just that moment of relating to you, then that's really all you need to just feel like, almost feel like comfortable with you. Has, do people tell you that? Yeah. 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 Like, people tell me that like, they feel like we could just be like instant best friend. <laughs> and that's the vibe I want to give. Like I want to be comfortable in my presence and not put me on a pedestal at all. And that's yeah. been one of the weird things of having so many followers is that I feel like there's some sort of pedestal and I'm like, I'm still just as much of a mess as I was a year and a half ago. Like, I, yeah, I still had a Mars bar for breakfast. Like it's, yeah. (laughs) Well, it's relatable is seriously the, one of the best words to describe all of it. Okay. So, okay. So you're doing TikTok for a while. It's getting a little crazy. You've got viral videos. It's, it's, I mean, the growth is insane by the way. Cause like I have clients who like will never reach 400,000 followers and they're like working on it for years. So it's very rare and very special. And to me, an indicator that clearly you are relatable and you're helping people in that it's all meant to be, you know what I mean? And what you're doing is so important in, in my opinion and the opinion of thousands of other people, obviously, but okay. So that's TikTok. So then when are you like, gosh, I guess I should do something on Instagram. So so many things happened by chance in September. Uh, so a year ago, 2020 September. So like six months ish after I started TikTok, there was all these rumors that TikTok was going to get shut down. I don't oh, know if you right. heard the news, like it's going to get shut down. There's going to be no more TikTok. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have this community at the time of like nearly a hundred thousand followers. I can't lose them. So even though I had like trash talk Instagram for like six months, <laughs> 
<laughs> like said how much better TikTok was. I was like, I'm gonna make an account just in case TikTok gets shut down. So I made an Instagram account under Diary of an Honest Mom. Like I had another Instagram account, but it was my personal one for like friends and family. So I'm like, I'm making a diary of an honest mom account. Um, and actually, fun fact, I used to be diary of a weird mom, and that lasted about four months, and I changed it to diary of an honest mom. So I was diary of a weird mom first. Really? It's- still true but I, I changed my name because I felt like honest was more true no me. yeah that was a good change so, yeah fine. yeah yeah so so then I made an Instagram account in September and I probably imported like a thousand followers um from TikTok yeah and didn't really do anything I probably posted one video every week um didn't in like engage much like didn't really pay much attention to it and then uh, right around Christmas time I was like oh, I should start thinking more about this and I had about 12 1300 followers at Christmas and in January I was like no I'm gonna post once a day like I'll just use my old TikToks so I went and found all my old TikToks that like were just sitting there and I downloaded them and I was like we'll just post an old one to reels every day and then I think sometime late February I hit 10k and I posted a story being like, oh, I hit 10K today. And a bunch of people were like, that means you get the swipe up feature. And then I posted another story being like, what's the swipe up feature? Like I didn't know, <laughs> at, like literally didn't know anything about like this world at all. So anyway, it's been like pretty crazy from there. It grew pretty consistently. I think I hit like 20K in March, 30 in April, like 10K a month. And in July I hit 50K. And then I had a few viral videos and I hit hundred K in August. So I got 50,000 followers, um, over the course of a month, it was exactly 30 days that I got 50,000 followers. So yeah, now I sit at 153 and it's like, it's still growing, not as like rapidly as it was in the summer, but it's still growing. And I, I have learned very quickly and I've learned a lot about what it means to be a content creator or an influencer, whatever people want to call me. Um, and it's been really fun just building a community. And like, I've been really, really enjoying it. I've never been more fulfilled. Like I just, I love what I do every day. Wow. It's, it's, that's incredible growth. Like that's, that's huge. That's huge, huge, huge. Is it, is it overwhelming sometimes like to think of what's happening or are you pretty good about being chill about it? I mean, how do you feel? How do you handle like that, the specifically the growth part going so quickly? Right. Most of the time I'm chill about it, but usually once or twice a month, I have my breath taken away and I get, I've never been someone who struggled with anxiety. I've, I tell people you're either a depressive type or an anxious type. And I'm the depressive type. Like I get sad and in my feelings, but I've been feeling anxiety for the first time in my life over the last few months where I've been like, oh my goodness, like this is a lot of pressure. Like what if I run out of ideas tomorrow? Or what if people realize I'm a fraud or what, if, like that imposter syndrome? Yeah. And I am not who people think I am. I just had a few viral videos and now people have all these expectations of me and and like I said, that's only a couple times a month. Most of the time I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm making a difference. I'm loving it. I'm loving my community. And then every once in a while, I'm like, what on earth are you doing? Like, why did you change career paths? Why did you decide to not get your master's, which I was supposed to start at the beginning of September, by the way, a week before I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to be a content creator. So I do have moments of like, you threw everything away for this. Like, are you sure? So yeah, it is hard. Like it's difficult sometimes, but most of the time I love it. (laughs) 
Hey, you got to go, go with the flow strike when yeah. the iron's hot, right? Yeah. It's just overwhelming having these expectations where people are like, oh, you're like this super like fame, like TikTok famous, Instagram famous person. And they have you on this pedestal and have these expectations. And I'm like, I'm still very much a regular person, like right. in my home every day. <laughs> Right. Having, having your candy bar for breakfast. Right. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> who I am still. I just happen to create content online that thousands of people see. That's amazing. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Talk, I want to talk about the subject matter that you usually like the topics you usually focus on. So p- anybody that's listening, that's been living under a rock and doesn't know <laughs> what Libby talks about, um, like, I mean, obviously it's not easy to talk about these things clearly, which is one of the reasons why it's so relatable. Cause you're talking about stuff that's hard sometimes. And sometimes it's funny. It's, it's, it's a beautiful mixture of the two. I don't know if you have like a idea of trying to balance laughing at motherhood and crying at it, but there's both obviously, but like what, what has been one of the hard, can you think of like an instance where it was one of the hardest moments, like something that you were sharing, or maybe it was more in the beginning when you decided to like really kind of crack open and say something that felt like, Whoa, I just said that publicly. (laughs) Hmm. Probably a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of them. I think when I first started, when I spoke specifically about my mom, yeah because it wasn't just saying I have childhood trauma and it wasn't just saying I went through a lot as a kid and it wasn't just saying I grew up in poverty. It was saying specifically, I have a deep mother wound. Um, There's one specific person who has caused me deep grief in my life. And I had to really check myself in the way I portrayed my situation and the way I portrayed my life in that I was sharing my story to let other people know they weren't alone and to encourage other women and other people that they're not the only ones with a difficult relationship with their mom. Um, And just come to terms with the fact that one day my own mom may, she hasn't yet, (laughs) may come across my content and that might cause her hurt. Um, And as an empath and someone who is deeply aware of other people's feelings and someone who deeply cares about my mother and loves my mother, even though it was my story to share, and even though it helps thousands of people for me to share that, I had to come to terms with the fact that I may hurt the person who was involved in that. And I never share explicitly things that my mom did or said to me, but still just knowing that that person is labeled and that that person may get hurt so that I can connect with thousands and so that I can help the multitude of people. And I really try and look at, look at it that way, but it is hard sharing that specific part. Sharing stuff about myself, I'm just like, I know I'm imperfect, I own it, but sharing things about other people is hard. So that's probably the hardest part for me. Yeah, okay. That, okay, that would have been my guess. And that's, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, I, I relate to that as well. And I've even had a conversation with my husband where I'm like, like maybe, maybe one day, whenever my family is dead and gone, maybe should I wait till then to talk about these things? And then we kind of like try to laugh it off, but you know, but you're, you're right. Like it's a whole other feeling when you are, you know, public, at least somewhat, right. You're on social media. Thousands of people are watching your stuff and you're right. Like to pinpoint a person is it's hardcore. It's gotta be difficult, but man, you know, that's what 
you know, that's what so many of us have gone. Oh yes. I feel that people live in secret and they live in shame. And I mean, I'm posting about it publicly and people feel so much shame that they can't even comment on it. Like my DMS are full of people saying I could never comment on this publicly because I wouldn't want anyone to see, but I, and then they write me paragraphs about how they relate. And, and that just shows how much shame and how much like guilt and how much just like heaviness people are carrying of their, like their toxic relationships with their parents or of their hurtful relationships with their parents. And they can't talk to anyone about it because they, they do care so much about that person's feelings, or they are fearful about how that person will react or whatever though. There's so many complicated layers of feelings of like loving them and caring for them and fearing them and being hurt by them. And, oh, it's so, it's so complicated. And um, so it almost like encourages me to make more content because even though there is that tinge of like, I, I might hurt this person. Like, I feel like the number of people it helps kind of makes up for it in a way. Yeah. Because people just are, feel so alone. They feel so alone in that struggle. Right. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. And, you know, speaking of that, that was going to be one of the things I want to ask you about getting messages from people, especially, especially heavier topics, right? Like I'm sure you get messages that are just like, I love you. Oh, that was great. Or something kind of on the positive side, but you're going to also probably hear stuff from strangers, like telling you shit that you're like, Whoa, uh, (laughs) you know, I don't know you and you're sharing this with me. And it's, how does that feel? Like, does it feel okay? Or do you feel like it's a it's a load to carry at all? Um, I feel like people share it with me because they feel like I'm a safe place and they, I maybe am the only person they've ever related to, especially on the internet. And so I feel like privileged that they would share that with me and grateful, but there is a heaviness to it. And there is also a level of responsibility that I feel now. Whereas before I very much was just like, I'm just another person on the internet sharing my story. I now I've like slowly been coming to terms of the fact that I have a platform and a responsibility to people. So I need to make sure that I'm saying, if you're having these certain specific thoughts, maybe talk to your doctor, or it's important to talk to your therapist or doing those things where I'm not just a random person, but I feel like a level of responsibility for helping them. But in another way, it can be hard because I'm like, I, you know, I can leave my real friends and family on red for days because I'm so busy in my work life. And I have to really balance that. Do I spend 10 minutes responding to this DM for someone I've never met? Or do I call my dad who I haven't talked to in six weeks? You know? So, and so it's hard because some of these really heavy things, I'm like, I really care and I really want to help. And I really want to give back. And I have to be careful how much I give because there's only so much of what I'm only one person. Right. And I still have friends and family in my real life and just finding that balance. So I'm still working on finding that balance between wanting to help everybody and, you know, creating those boundaries, which is something I talk about as well on my channels, creating those boundaries and taking care of myself so that I still have stuff to give to my broader audience. Right. Right. Um, Okay. You mentioned people in your real life. That was another thing I wanted to ask you about. What, what is everybody thinking? Are they like, um, what, (laughs) what is happening in your life? You're TikTok famous, or do they like not care? (laughs) How has everybody reacted? Your loved ones. 
in your family is a, a very wide range <laughs> and there are people on both ends of the spectrum so there are people who are like my biggest cheerleaders and everything I tell them they're like that is amazing that's so cool tell me more about it like this is wild soak it in like you're doing great I always knew you had this potential <laughs> and there's other people who feel like I am famous now and they feel uncomfortable with it and it feels like the elephant in the room like I feel like I'm a leper where I walk into a room and everybody else gets to talk about their work and they get to talk about what's happening in their lives and not one person in the group will ask me about what's going on with my blog or what's going on with my social media or any like it's like I feel like a leper Mm -hmm. or you know like I launched some merch last week and I posted about it on social media it's like man there's like four people in my real life who liked this post and people who have never met people who live in California or in New Zealand or in England are like this is amazing I'm so proud of you you work so hard and you know and then like people in my real life maybe not so much that's difficult for them so I think it is difficult for people you know when they've known me in this little box and then to see my life change so drastically and so publicly they feel like I've exited the box and in reality, I was always the same person. I've always, you know, volunteered and run women's charities. I've always been committed to helping people. I've always wanted to make a difference in the world. I've always talked about how I'd love to write a book, but those things seemed like pipe dreams that would never be a reality. And I lived them in a small version, right? You know, I lived them on a miniature version and now I'm just doing those things on a much larger scale. And I'm just not fitting the box that maybe some people want me to fit anymore. Right. And that has been really hard for me because it has almost felt like I was being punished for being successful and I was being punished for achieving different things. So I know that that is, oh, it's okay. (laughs) Hey kitty. Um, I, I know that what you just said is so relatable, relatable, excuse me, also to so many people on a totally different, in a totally different way, obviously than your content itself, because so many people listening, like I was telling you before we started recording our business owners, entrepreneurs and whatnot, and, you know, reaching certain, certain levels of success. And I can even relate to what you're saying on a smaller scale. I mean, I have a fraction of the the following that you do, but I have a similar situation getting together with friends. I, I too, am the one that I'm like, well, nobody said how's work, <laughs> you know, or how, how are those videos, Brittany, how's it going? You know, I don't get it much either. It's very interesting how people react whenever you're doing something maybe just more publicly, but then like you said, also reaching a certain level of success and like, maybe it's just not what the idea they had for your life. Isn't that funny? Like they, they have an idea of what your life should be or is. And then if it changes, everybody's like, wait, what, what are you doing? Um, right. And they feel like they can't relate to you anymore. And you're like, I'm still the same person. I'm just doing publicly and you know, like, right. Just because there are thousands of people on the internet who love me, it doesn't mean that I don't need my real friends to affirm me and also pour into my life and connect with me and treat me like I'm still very much the same person. Right. Right. Yeah. You probably need it even more. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's tricky because I feel like you almost see people's true colors as well. Yeah. And, And their insecurities, it's not just about them being a good person or a bad person, but I think you just, you know, you learn a lot about the people in your life when, you know, when you live a public life or when you achieve, right. You do things like that. It's, it's really, it's interesting. Right. Um, 
So I want to talk to you about, um, your kiddos in general, because you don't, um, they're not included in your content. And so I would just love, because I think that that will be really helpful for someone to hear your perspective on that. Because again, a lot of content creators that are listening that have to make that decision, tons of parents out there listening and want to decide like, am I going to be over here dancing in videos with my kids or are they not going to be in them? And I would love to hear your view and why you've decided to handle it the way you've handled it. Cause I think that some people kind of don't know what, what to do in that regard, like whether to feature their children or not, you know? Yeah. I've always been a pretty open person. My husband has always been pretty quiet. He's also a police officer. So he deals with the public and he deals with the public in a way that um, they're not very kind people sometimes. And so he, he is very much aware of the types of humans out there who may not like what he does. And so of course for him, protecting our children is very important. So in the beginning, it was more him saying like, it's probably a, a good idea not to show them. And over time, I have come absolutely on board with that because I've realized, you know, like a year ago, I never would have would have expected that I had this platform. So at first I thought, oh, I'm just showing the kids faces. It's just like a few hundred people or a few thousand people. It's no big deal. Like we're not important enough for people to really, right. you know, pay yeah. attention to. But now that I have such a big platform, I'm uh, like so incredibly thankful that I've like retained their privacy because right now they're young and I think especially when our kids are young and they're babies and toddlers it's they're so cute and you want to share them and it like it's hard not to share them because they are the things that I treasure most in life and we want to share it but we forget that they really are their own people and are really going to develop into their own people and one day could like there's their safety, but then there's their, their privacy, you know, when they're 12 and 13 and 14 and 25 and looking back, how are they going to feel about the images and the videos that I've shared about them? You know, when they go to school, you know, now I'm thinking when I bring my kids to school, for example, the kids in grade seven and eight, like they're like, there's a TikTok famous lady, right? So they're already, and it's kind of funny they're young, they're five and seven, but I'm like, when they're 12 and 13, that's not going to be kids who are 10 years older than them. That's going to be their peers. Right. You know, and I would never like, it would break my heart to think that anything I was doing publicly would ever hurt them or would ever cause them shame or embarrassment or anything like that. And so I'm trying to really set the precedent now for not only what I'm doing in 10 years, but also how they're going to look back on the things that I've shared and how they're going to feel about it. And you know, I, I have a fractured relationship with my mom and I would hate that anything that I ever talked about or shared publicly would ever hurt my relationship with my kids in the long run too. So it's yeah. a really big mixture of like their privacy and their safety and a combination of all those factors. It makes me think it's not worth it. Because right. I'm certain, especially on TikTok, that if I did things with my kids, my account would go like, would grow even more. Like people love stuff with kids, of you course. know? Yeah. And I do think it would add a lot more variety. And there's sometimes I'm like, oh, I just love to do this. But I have to just like keep it in perspective and just like remember that how important they are to me and how their safety and their privacy has to exceed anything right any other success, any other people I reach, like they really are the most important, you know, people in my life. So right. as difficult as it is, that's really how right. we came to it. Yeah. 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 Okay. That makes sense too. I mean, the way that you explain it and it's, it's, I mean, obviously everybody chooses to do what they choose to do, but I, I think that you ha do have to think about that. Like do your best to think about how you might feel, how they might feel 
you know, when they're older, if they are younger now and all that stuff, but, you know, as far as safety goes, and just since we're on the topic, I should mention to people like, um, that, that are going to share images and things of their children, like how I I'll do certain things, just like little tips, like definitely don't share your location in real time. (laughs) Definitely don't share the name of their school. Definitely don't share, you know, just as to any of those parents out there that, cause, cause my kids are in my content. In fact, we have a whole Instagram about all four of us, but you have to just really consider certain things the best you can, if you choose to do that, you know, yeah, and that's okay about- to do that. it's up to everyone. There's nothing wrong. Right. With right. The choice that we made for our family. And again, like I will show them like with their faces turned and things like that. And even the other day I took a picture of them going up to school and I was like, Oh, I shouldn't really show the front of the school, things like that. Right. Like what the school looks like yeah. and badges yeah. and clothes and things like that. And right. just like keeping those things private, or even someone mentioned to me, like taking pictures of the front of your house. Yeah. Never thought of that. Um, yeah. I try to not show the address marker on the front of my house. I, I don't know. It's, it, it's so hard. It, yeah, it is. It's hard. You know, when you make the decision to let your kiddos be in your content, you anyway, I just, I wanted to mention safety like you did, because if you're going to make that decision to let them be in it, just use common sense and really think about any detail you can avoid mentioning. Maybe you're only filming with your kids when you're like inside of your house or just whatever works for each person. But yeah, I'm totally with you. It's, it's, it can be really tricky. And like, what's so crazy about the whole thing, right. Is that us, like us parents right now with, you know, school age children, we're the first like people to really have to navigate through this from beginning of parenthood, you know, and forward, right. Because people that are a bit older than we are, it came later. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's all still really new. I mean, good Lord, we didn't start using Facebook till like 2009 or something, you know, so um, we don't know the repercussions yet. Yeah. Like, we literally don't know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Just, when our kids grow up. just buckle up and do your best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I would love to know, like, before we close up, I want to like, just give you a chance to encourage somebody out there. That's that really truly wants to share, you know, honest, real, raw stuff, like the way that you do just of whatever topic, of course, and they want to do it. That's what's important. If you really want to do it and you feel that inside, I always tell people that it's there for a reason, right. But like, maybe they're nervous, right. So they know they want to do it, but how do they talk themselves into it? Like, did you have any, (laughs) did you give yourself a pep talk or were you just like dive in and see what happens? What would you say to those people that want to start sharing something important on social media? I think that if you want to share something important and something raw, something that you're nervous about, like you said, there's a reason that that's there. And if you're questioning whether anyone will relate to it, the answer, no matter what your topic is, I don't, I don't care what the topic is. (laughs) I care, but people will relate to it. This universe, this planet, the number of humans on this planet is so vast. And one thing I've learned from TikTok, especially, is that it doesn't matter what the topic is. There are other humans who will absolutely relate to your situation. And maybe it's not going to be on an enormous scale. Maybe it'll be on a small scale, but the small number of people you reach, even if your account is tiny, that one, two, three, five people who you reach will make all the difference to them. And just seeing somebody else's story and someone else share about something that's hard is so healing for people going through 
through difficult things and what you say matters and your story matters. And something I used to struggle with was, well, it's all, you know, it's been said already. People have already said it. It's already been written about, but your story is unique and your voice is unique and your audience is unique. So nobody has ever said the things to your audience that you're going to say before in the way you're going to say them and from your perspective. So what you say does matter. Right. And um, I mean, my motto has always been just go for it. So I don't know if you're said than done, but test the waters, you know, share something vulnerable. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised by the response you get from people. Um, and, and that is healing for us in itself too. It's worth right. it. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and you said something that made me think about like thinking about what, what you might've needed. Like, that's the way I'm able to, anytime I talk about like, cause I dealt with panic disorder for like 16 years. Anytime I talk about something like that, that's like really, you know, that, that deeper stuff I think about like, okay, what would Brittany 16 years ago have hoped for? Right. I had, I would have wanted to not feel so alone. I would have wanted someone to relate to, even if it was a total stranger. Um, and so that helps for, you know, to look at it from that perspective too. go look, just talk like you're talking to yourself five years ago or 10 years ago, or whenever maybe you needed it the most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, okay. Before we go, let's talk about how you're now doing a blog and like, things are like, like you're doing this as a job, right? Cause you, you were in, edu- in education. Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. I was in education. So now you're like, this is the job. I love it. And you're going to start a blog soon. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I'm starting a blog. Um, it'll be launched early November and it is going to be about very similar things to my content right now. Motherhood, mental health, cycle breaking, trauma, that kind of stuff. And I really wanted to start it for a multitude of reasons. So first of all, I love writing. I've always loved writing. When I first left high school, I went to university for journalism because I loved writing so much. But I realized I didn't want to climb to the top and ask awkward questions to people like journalists do. I just wanted to write and connect with people. <laughs> right. I've always loved writing. And so it felt like a really natural progression from my content. I get a lot of questions from people about deeper topics and about, you know, how did you realize, you know, your mom was a narcissist or how did you realize you had postpartum depression or how, and I don't always have the capacity to respond one-on-one to people. So I wanted a place where I could write down all my resources for certain topics, write down my story for certain things. And I could easily refer people to those because I really do want to help people. And I do want to have that capacity. And so I saw the blog as a way to really go deeper and have something more permanent that's mine that I can share with my followers when they're asking me these deeper questions. And then I also wanted to start it because I would love to write a book one day. Like one of my life goals has always been to write a book and I haven't been writing that much, even though I love it. And so it's really a way to get me practicing writing and figuring out my voice and figuring out what people want to hear about from me and sharing tidbits of my story So I'm going to be going a little bit more into my childhood and a little bit more into my story on the blog and just going deeper and wanting to connect and make more of a community on there. So that was sort of the idea behind the blog and I'm really excited about it and just excited to see where that will take me and will connect my audience a little bit more as well. It's, it's going to be so good. It's, I mean, obviously it's going to be so good to read, but I'm saying like, it's going to be such, such a success. I'm telling, I'm telling you the future. I know it is. Um, everybody's going to be excited to hear it. Yeah. Like you said, because it gives you an opportunity to like have more long form content and actually get deeper into things that you can't quite 
do it that way on just on regular social media platforms and stuff. So I'm excited about that. So do you know, um, what is that? We'll put the link in the show notes for it, of course, but what is the actual name of it? So people can find it. Okay. That's what I figured. (laughs) Available. So we, we took it. That is amazing that it was available. Okay, good. So we'll put that in the um, show notes. Make sure people have a link directly to your blog. Also on both TikTok and Instagram, it's just diary diary of an honest mom, right? There's no underscores. Right. Okay. Okay. If you're not already following Libby, hello, we need to make this happen. Go to TikTok, go to Instagram, take your pick or go to both and follow, follow, follow. Um, I'm really thankful for you coming. Seriously. Like it's, I've talked to you before in the DMs and like, and and really relating to your content and just so appreciative for it. Cause I know it's, it's gotta be a lot for you to take on, but you're doing such good things and it's so meaningful to so, so many people. So thank you so much. And thanks for taking the time to come here. I appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate that. This has been really good talking. Thanks for having me. Okay, babe. Thanks. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.